You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Chris. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes. And this week, we're reviewing another wacky sports film. Chris, what did we watch? Rad. Hell yeah. Had you ever seen this before we popped this in? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with this. Okay. I did not. And if you listen to the frightfully forgotten interview... Uh, that I posted a couple weeks or maybe a you month can from this. Clearly tell that you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> no, because I thought this was BMX Bandits. <laughs> so when I pop this in, I'm sitting here watching it. And, you know, I'm like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> They're not banditing anything. This is a race. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, here's the trailer of what we watched. His name is Crew. Hey, good looking. BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without him. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held. Hell track. This is a very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here riding for some $100,000. Hell track in this big town. They've got to be kidding. This is a joke. I really think I can get this one. I think I've got a chance. I don't want to hear any more about it. Everyone's on his case. Get that. The paper boy thinks he's a pro. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen this raw determination and talent one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You're scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's going for it all. Rad. There you go. It's a race in an old town. Well, I mean, a small town. But man, I had a blast with this. I I really loved it. This is the exact opposite of Solar Babies in my mind. This is like my bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. I just I really like post-apocalyptic and sci-fi. So that's good. But I grew up on this. Like I rode bikes my whole life. I lived in Kansas City. Mentioned that I rode bikes as transportation for ten years. I like bikes. Really fun, yeah. But could you handle Hell Track? No, 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 no. Of course not. <laughs> they had to make they had to make the entry ramp shorter for Hell oh. Track because all the pro riders are like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that that was. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like when they all start and they have that like huge drop, I was like, it's mm-hmm. 25 foot. Well, what was the original one they wanted? They said. It, it said it was too big, and they wrote about it in BMX magazine at the time, or whatever the magazine was called. Oh, yeah, those people who came up with that probably had no clue. They're like, it's fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just like, fuck that. I ain't going down that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is, you know, kind of like your classic, I guess, Rocky film. You know, like an underdog, you know, gets into the sports competition and we have some montages of training and, you know, then he wins at the end. And what's hilarious about that is the wife from the from Rocky movies, uh, Adrian, is the mom in this. Oh, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. I'm not a big Rocky fan, but of course we grew up watching it. I mean, we watched Rocky three and four, the most ridiculous ones constantly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. yeah. Which what one was the one with the fish in the robot? Uh, the robot is four. And then make a big deal about him having fish in one of them. I don't remember I that one. That I was also four because I thought the robot was in the same room and he's like, check out all my cool fish and I got a robot. It might have been. It might have been an aquarium. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Polly's just got a fucking robot. It's amazing. the The fourth one is just so ridiculous it's it's one of my favorite because it's just so over the top and stupid i love it yeah so i don't know her name is like talia shire but you know she plays mrs jones here they don't actually ever explain but the dad's out of the picture we don't know if he dies or if it's a divorce we have no idea he died did he die okay i'm assuming it's from alcoholism what well because he says uh it's just a dark joke i thought of when he's like Dad said, follow your stomach. If your stomach says anything, I was like, yeah, straight to the bottle, bud. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's I just thought it was just like, you know, follow your gut. Yeah. But you're like, you went straight to alcohol. Okay. All right. All right. It's, I mean, it's a small town. He's a hard factory worker. I'm assuming. Just or in was. and out of the coal mine every day. But we've got some. Uh, so yeah, the main character here, his name is Bart, right? No, Bart Taylor's the bad guy. His name uh, is Christopher. Christopher. But Christopher. they call him Crew. Crew is the main, you know, racer in this. He's the underdog. He's, the you know, hero. Yeah, the the local, the local boy who uh, you know, does good. They he, don't shape him up that way in the beginning. They shape him up as like a kind of somebody that the cops chase and is always getting in trouble and they have a hideout and everything. Yeah, so they do kind of sell him odd at the beginning because you don't know if he's going to be like the rebel. Really, he's just like delivering newspapers, being a good kid, you know, kind of. He's actually fucking with the preppies who are dickheads, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he so the him and the cop is a weird relationship. Yeah, it's almost yeah, that's like, why we got to start at the beginning for this because it is. The intro is amazing. It's just some sick ass bike tricks with a terrible yeah. ballad screaming in the background. <laughs> he rides up a fucking uh, uh, garbage truck, just gets on gets on it as it's dumping the trash, so he can ride over this rail. This oh yeah, because he's delivering the newspapers and he's trying it's, to. We, yeah, it's real life paperboy in the beginning. It is. That's exactly what I thought too. I was he like, oh, runs like... into a dog, an old man that hates him. He like. Tells this kid he's looking good today, which was weird. But it's the 80s. <laughs> well, and then he is like at the very end when he's trying to make it, he like knocks over Burton Timmer. Yeah. Who's just, I guess, the local richest man, I guess we'll I, call it. I guess. Just uh, an old guy at first. Yeah. And they, he like knocks over his coffee 
Uh, and then he's just like, oh, I hate these young kids. I and, hate kids. And they kind of set it up. You're like, okay, he's going to be the curmudgeon old man who's going to, you know, like shake his fist at the kids. Uh, but that's that's not what happens. Uh, and then we meet the crew. We meet Crew's crew, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is Elliot, and I'm forgetting the girl's name. Becky? That's the only girl I'm seeing, like, or Foxy, but I think that might have been. That's Becky. probably one of the two model girls from None the, of them even have photos, so. Yeah, whatever. Mark he doesn't have a photo. He, he's got, his two friends are a couple, and, and they go and hang out and everything that's, and talk about. That's BMX. what I thought it ended up was that they were a couple at the end. I thought they were a couple at the beginning. No, he makes a it's a throwaway line like I always thought so, but they hit it. Okay, you know it's three people that like biking and they read their BMX magazines. Yeah, and... instead of comics or porn mags, they're just sitting in this abandoned shack reading their their BMX magazines. Well, and they're talking about the race that's coming to town, which is called Hell Track, and this like kicks off like the entire story because there's there's not much to this story it's a race has come to town with a bunch of really cool racers and bart bart taylor is the main racer that's going to win this whole thing he's the star he's the star attraction you know we also have this moment after this when they're reading about the race in the magazine that we start this weird relationship that i had no idea was going to be was with you know crew and the cop Sergeant Smith. Yeah. yeah, it seems like he's coming to bust up their gang. Yeah, which like which which one's he gonna go after today? Yeah, and then they race in a lumber yard. Which, which... no cyclist could ever do that on a BMX. <laughs> it's, there's a flat track on top of all those. Oh yeah, you can tell too, because he's not closer to the edge, you know. He, yeah, he's like he's farther back. Anywhere. He's like riding a straight line. It's it's just it's a comical in and out like ducking behind stuff and watching him drive by on his motorcycle and then he dips around. Oh yeah, it's total like Three Stooges like old comedy. You know, and like in the end when he like beats the cop up, the cop looks at him and the just is like, mm, "You got me today, crew." Yeah, it makes me think of like those old like winking commercials, like Mentos. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, that's it, Mentos. I couldn't place it. They do something stupid and then wink. They're like, we got away with it. I'll get you next time. And, and then, of course, you know, the mom wants him to take his SATs, wants him to go to college and everything. But, you know, he's kind of the kid who's just like, well, the only thing I'm good at is racing. Mom, have you known I am stupid? <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> what, what I love is, you know, you have these like businessmen coming to town. It doesn't quite change, but basically the rich local guy made the entire track for hell track. Yeah. Like like put up the money. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like he's going to make money off this race. And and then the other business people are coming in with their sponsorships and everything. Yeah. Mongoose team is the main, the main team, the the main dude that likes to drink in front of children all the time, which is funny because mongoose, there's a couple mongoose bikes in BMX bandits at the very beginning, which I was like, Oh, that's, that's probably why, you know, I don't, I don't know how I got this so confused because these movies, other than bikes, have nothing in common. Uh, but, you know, hey, my brain is mush. I mean, it's three kids and bikes. That's true. And, and so they come in on this, you know, this small town parade. <laughs> which these... are on American. <laughs> I yeah, that's... That lady, she's like, 
She's like, let me, let me through. I got a cake in the oven. This is all American. <laughs> it's like parades are on American. This is exactly what every small town is like, lady. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, but you know, they let her. Yeah, was it? Did crew let them through? Yeah. Uh, hold on, lady. I'll help you. I thought she just had to get through the crowd. It's like this is ridiculous. No, she wanted to get her whole car across. Yeah, lady, what, there's not around. another street. You gotta go around. You know, we have all these bikers coming through doing these some small tricks and everything. But then we notice we got Lori Laughlin as Christian. She's she's actually driving the truck, which I thought was hilarious. So got all the bikes on top. Yeah. So I never understood what she was. She is the number one female amateur cyclist. So they don't let the females compete with the males in this. Uh, She's a woman. Okay. Do you think she can compete with the men? Okay. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was I thinking? <laughs> she does pretty bike riding. Okay. That's what was confusing me because they're like, she's a, uh, a female cyclist. And I'm like, so is she a racer or like a trick person? Yeah. I think she's more flatland. Like just does tricks like they're doing in the parade. But, you know, crew catches, you know, she catches crew's eyes. Uh, and, and then Bart, what was really funny is like Bart Taylor can have pretty much, you know, according to this movie, you have any girl he wants and everything, but of course he wants Lori, um, which is really funny. He's going to be sadly, you know, disappointed in the future when she's in jail, wherever she is right now. <laughs> well, you know, she couldn't get Bart into college, but she could, she could get her own daughter. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, this is whole setup is this town uh, wants local bikers to be in it because, they, you know, they know crew. They're like, hey, he, he should get a chance at this and everything. You know, I'm always visiting him at the pizza shop or whatever. He's a really good rider. And then the, the one big business guy's like, well. Okay, I tell you what, we'll have a uh, qualifying race, and whoever wins the qualifying race gets ten thousand dollars and a chance to compete in Hell Track. Yeah, he's like, what about local kids? I think it's going to be unfair. And then him and his friend go in, and, and this is, by the way, uh, the whole qualifying race and everything wasn't tense. Yeah, it seemed harder than Hell Track. That, I was thinking that too. I was like, it was a tighter track. It, it was seemed downhill, like, like there, they were off road. There was more wrecks. Mm-hmm. This kid rode into the pond. <laughs> the one dude got ran over. I don't know if you saw that, but he yeah. fell on his bike, and then the because I, I paused it and like slowly, his leg totally gets run over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the twins take that one kid out, and he pancakes his wheel or tacos it, and then it just run over everybody and by the way where did they get all these bikers to compete for this are these all local people how many bikers are around here i it might be it obviously wasn't just locals because yeah art and the twins were in it like was there already a qualifying race and everyone had to qualify to get into hell track and then they just decided to let locals in. That must have been what it was. You can be in the qualifier with everybody else. Yeah. If you qualify, we'll give you money, and then you can race. He ended like third, second, whatever, in every race. And they're like, he has to get in the top three for the third time. And I was like, every cyclist does? 
Well, I remember the announcer at one point was like, then this is crew, blah, blah, blah. And he's the local kid who had just enough points to qualify. And I'm like, he finished third every time. What do you mean just enough points? How many people qualified for this? Yeah. They, I mean, I guess they must have done different races throughout the day. But yeah, I don't know. They don't elaborate on the qualification process, obviously. I mean, but before all this, I forgot to mention, we have a dance. Mm-hmm. And it's spectacular. We have two dances. Yeah, but only one dance is where they bike dance. Yeah, they they have the choreographed like human dance before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We're all the like Bart and his like two. I don't know where the, the brothers are twins. twins. And, yeah, the twins, and then the two girls that they hang out with have this like choreographed dance they've been practicing up here. Yeah, if any old bmx people who used to be in some t- sort of like competition uh how many model like girls did you have like following you around was there a lot of groupies i'd like to imagine there i hope so <laughs> it was it was popular there for a while oh dude i i remember when i was a kid in the, like the early 90s oh my gosh everyone would talk about what type of bike they wanted and me mm-hmm. being the like fat kid who was just like ah, i don't i i just have a bike <laughs> Yeah, I always wanted a Robinson. I just never got one. Yeah, I think a lot of people wanted the mongooses, and there was a couple of them. I, I'm kind of they're kind of like losing, you know, fading in the background of my brain. But yeah, I was I was like GT and Robinson. Obviously, I wanted a Robinson because my last name. Okay, that would make I sense. Just, yeah, I just thought it'd be cool. But it, yeah, it was huge, and I do remember the magazines because uh, we we had a library. And you used to be able to request magazines all the time. And I remember this one kid requested like weightlifting magazines. <laughs> and then I remember one day we was like, we got a biker's magazine. And uh, that was, I don't know what magazine it was, but clearly, you know, someone decided, okay, we got to put cyclists in this and we got to put BMX people. They're a little bit, you know, like yeah. we got to fill all these pages. <laughs> yeah. And, but you're, you're saying somebody else told you this story because you've never stepped foot in a library. Oh, that's true. That's right. Well, no, we were forced to go once a week at school. Oh, okay, okay, okay. By God's sake. <laughs> you can't look at those letters and understand them. They had pictures. <laughs> yeah, I stare at things. I like graphic novels, man. They got pictures. I was looking at all those dinosaur magazines or dinosaur books. That are completely wrong. The dinosaurs were from 2,000 years ago. I knew it. They got feathers. That's why that's why the new Jurassic Park thing they they, they like retcon stuff, but in a proper way. I'm from old school. All my dinosaurs look like lizards. I don't believe in those feathered dinosaurs. That's what those liberals are telling you. <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs are a hoax, anyways. <laughs> that's true. I get my, you know, it's going to be really tough to get all this together. Two thousand years old. Jesus wrote them. Feathers. Yeah. We all know it's little dwarfs in the core making oil. That's just their excrement. <laughs> one of the best, and maybe I'll cut this, one of the best ever was uh, the old Jehovah's Witness church that I used to have to go to for a while. There's an old man who would tell me that all the dinosaur bones were fake. <laughs> I'm like, so what? The government created this like lab to create all these giant fake bones? One, one thing that supports that theory is they're like, well, until... At some point in the late 70s, early 80s? Because dinosaur bones are new to us. They're like, 
we just started discovering all of them, just tons of them. And some scientists is like, yeah, because before we, we knew what they were, we weren't looking for them. So we're like just destroying them, being like, what the fuck is this? Just chop it up, get it out. Let's put it in a building. And then once we figured out what they were, they're like, oh, okay. Like one of the oldest discoveries was like way back in like, I was reading about this, was way back in like 17th century or whatever in like, you know, some part of Asia or whatever. But they didn't know it was a dinosaur, you know? They just thought it was a giant dragon. (laughs) Yeah, they have no idea what stuff is until you know what it is. Well, I guess like the whole story was, you know, it was underneath this castle or whatever, you know, these royalists had had it, you know, this royal family line had had it for centuries, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then they discovered that and they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) They had dinosaur bones. And they're like, no, no, they they thought it was a dragon. But yes, they had dinosaur bones. But. Now, the real story, I think, behind this whole thing is because they create dinosaur bones to fill in, like the giant skeletons, because, you know, you hardly ever find a complete set. It's well, impossible. Well, we started learning what dinosaur bones were, is they found, like, an almost intact set, and they're like, this is a thing. Yeah. This is like an ancient creature. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they have to fill them in, like, the big T-Rex. It's only like 80% bones. The rest are filled in with Mm -hmm. like plaster and shit to make the rest of the structure. Yeah. And I think that's where the whole like conspiracy theory for religious people. I feel like that has died off so much. You know, now they're like, it's obvious that they're wrong. (laughs) Not if you go to the, the, the art museum. Oh, the naturalist museum. Is that that's in Tennessee, right? It's in Tennessee, Kentucky, one of those states. I would love to take a field trip to that. That's what we should have done is just a bunch of the Christian movies. because But it would have just been two people talking complete and utter shit. <laughs> just talking <laughs> shit about these idiots. Well, if you're Christian, you ain't going to like this podcast no more. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well turn it off right now. <laughs> All eight that, of you. <laughs> yeah, where's that one-star review? Because if you haven't picked up on any of the other episodes yet... Uh, just wait um yeah so you know the kid he wants to do the race he qualifies his mom's mad he's got to do his sats and oh and the race happens to fall in the exact same day he's supposed to do his sats Mm -hmm. which are probably at like seven in the morning yeah that's what i i was thinking about that too i remember them like i took it and which was really rough because i can't read and uh so you know i was just squiggling you know like connecting mm-hmm. dots and shit like that but i remember it being early yeah i, I went early and ace like math and science and all that but yeah i can't read either so they're changing how they do it because the minute people got to the english and it's like read these 28 stories in an hour <laughs> you're like what i can read one maybe uh, it's just I, I just remember my one teacher one time a long time going like well if you get stuck on a problem just guess because it, it's better to at least take that one out of four chance or one out of five whichever it was yeah, then a zero then a zero and once i heard that i go i'd read through something i don't know what it is guess <laughs> guess guess That's and it actually worked and, and all the english just like scribbled stuff in and be like i gotta get something i remember looking at my scores and being like hell fuck that worked <laughs> At least I got, you know, there's one out of four chances. There's four of them. So just guess. Fuck it. Gamblers take less odds. That's right. We're gambling on our future. 
Actually, I don't think the SAT helped me at all for anything. I went to art school. No one gave a shit. So, yeah, the best part of this is the the big businessman gets gets pretty upset because Crew ends up being a pretty good racer, which if Bart does not finish first, this big businessman could not sell all of his merchandise and he has millions of dollars in merchandise that's all riding on Bart, which makes no sense to me. Because, like, what'd you do? Put well, Bart's are, name on everything? They already made it. Like, they do the, the Super Bowl stuff. That's why, like, in some foreign country, somebody's always wearing the wrong winner. Yeah. That, well, I'm saying, like, hedge your bets, dude. Don't put his name on everything. Make it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. You, you can make all these jerseys for all these teams and then afterwards put the names on them. They just like, want to be able to sell them, like, the minute people are leaving. But, you know, then that would we wouldn't have this, this fucking awesome movie. Uh, so <laughs> he ends up, he's just like, makes up all these rules, you know, like, oh, you got to have a sponsor. So then Bart makes up a sponsor and they start selling t-shirts and then he's Did just you like, get how they made the sponsor. It just all of a sudden happened to me. No. Yeah. They just did it. They just made yeah, a sponsor, she like made a shirt and brought it to him when he was all sad in the pizza shop. Like the only place they hang out in this movie. Well, I think they went to like the local, I, I don't even Diner, know what it is. Where, where he worked. Yeah, but like they put in it. I think what they forgot to kind of sell this is they went to some business lady and did something. And I think that was supposed to be them getting like their LLC and it becoming an official business. But they didn't sell that. It just shows them like turning in a piece of paper. Yeah, I don't remember. And then, yeah, they're all like working at the school to make all the the shirts. Well, that yeah. So that's what was really cool about this is these kids get together. They create their own business and they make all these T-shirts. But then they make the bullshit brand new rule of you have to have fifty thousand dollars in sales. Yeah, they're like, you only need like forty eight thousand dollars left. What? Well, then the best part is, is the old curmudgeon at the beginning, the local curmudgeon. He ends up helping them along with the town to they basically just buy T-shirts like $50,000 yeah. worth of T-shirts. You have just made one big mistake. How's that? Well, Burton, I hear you have quite a collection of rad shirts. That's true, Duke. $27,000 worth. And I'm going to keep every one of them because I got a hunch that by the end of this race, they're going to be mighty valuable. Duke, don't get left out. I'd run right over to that stand and buy as many as you can. Which I don't understand the issue with this. If you're just trying to get around a, a, a thing, maybe it's because I, I I have no problem with doing shady business, uh, <laughs> is you give the kids the check and then it deposits. It's in their LLC. The minute the race is over, they give it right back to you. Yeah. You, well, yeah. needed to make the sales. Like this isn't doesn't have to be a permanent endeavor. You don't have to own any of the t-shirts they don't even have to sell a t-shirt you just give them money and then they give it back to you when the race is done yeah i mean there's a lot of ways around that yeah to you know to fudge that and everything they could have just even had a scene where the guy like wrote a fifty thousand dollar check and gave it to the kids and then just like immediately canceled the check <laughs> yeah like they just saw the, the the town is so in an uproar about it i thought it's funny one guy gives like they're like, oh, you're giving us $1,300. And then the next guy, they're like, and you're giving us 50 Okay. Okay. I'm just moving on. <laughs> and he's standing in the back watching everything. And you know he's just going to buy the rest of them. And that's it doesn't tell you till the next scene when they get in. 
Well, Burton, the old man, I just love how he starts flicking off the other old businessman, Duke. Yeah, I, it's his, his middle finger is very fun. Yeah, I know. It's just how he does it, too. He he does the old man like shaking the fist at him, but it's flipping him off. And I'm like, wow, that's so much effort to flick someone off. Uh, but I love it. That old man is just telling Duke to go fuck himself. You got to emphasize it, man. You got to make sure you drive the point home. Well, and then they have the whole like town hall meetings and everything. And then Sergeant Smith gets up and he's like, listen, I've been chasing these kids my whole life. Don't do the wrong thing. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like an epic speech that we got in, you know, like Eye of the Tiger when Gary Busey gets up there and just like screams at the town. Don't you let these fucking riders come in and take over this town. Sergeant's just like, listen, I've been doing this a long time and chasing these kids. Do the right thing. I'm like, oh, that was it. They Man, a few words. Money. You love these kids, don't you? I mean, I yeah. chase them, try to arrest them every day, but they're great. I thought I heard it all till now. I've watched these kids grow up. I've chased every one of them. I think Crew and his friends have done something special. Real special. They have given themselves hope, and all your talk about dollars is killing that hope. If someone doesn't see that crew has this opportunity, well, I guess we'll just all have to learn to live with it. Yeah, let's put him in this race. I mean, just one. That's what I'm saying. I think when he chased him, it's for fun. But it doesn't come off that way in the beginning. No, at the beginning, you, you think he's actually, well, I guess at the very end of it, you know, when he's just like the Mentos commercial, just like, oh, yeah. you got me. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, maybe they are doing it for fun. But at the time, it just... Didn't it seem like it? Well, when they get to this whole race, you know, they get past the whole shenanigans of the business guys coming up with new rules. He comes in with probably the coolest suit. The all red stars and stripes. Rad. I I never realized how like just like kind of lame some of the old like 80s corporate shit that they would have on when they're racing. Because I was sitting there looking at it like, Wow. It's like they didn't even try to pizzazz any of them up. No. It's like marketing wasn't sure what they were doing yet. They they got better in the 90s. I remember that. And then it just got ridiculous. Now it's just subliminal. Subliminal. Whoa, God whoa. Damn, we're dumb. <laughs> Stop using those big <laughs> fancy words. You know I ain't got one of those Dirkshanaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, yeah, now it's just, it's all like in the nineties, they discovered like colors will do stuff to you. And now it's just like flash quick. Well, we've known that colors do something to you for a long time. <laughs> I do like how you're just like the nineties is when we figured out colors did something to our minds. No, like McDonald's <laughs> painting their stuff a certain color and it makes you want to leave. They've been them. doing that since like the fifties. Did they? Did they know why they did that then? Yeah, autumn colors like oranges and, you know, oranges and yellows and everything make you hungry. No, they make you want to leave. No, Burger King, Burger King designed their entire logo off the autumn colors because it makes you hungry. Well, McDonald's, the the colors make you want to leave. Well, canary yellow is is not a, you know, not a great color. But. And then inside of prisons or jail cells, they painted that that pink. That's the most calming pink ever. But the guy didn't tell you after 15 minutes, it makes you irrationally angry because <laughs> your body's like, what is going on? It's the same thing that you shouldn't paint your bedroom like blood red. It's not a good thing. 
I guess people used to do that thinking like, oh, it's red, like passion. Like, yeah, it's also red like blood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that darker red. Yeah, so don't do that. And don't paint your kids like room canary yellow. It'll make them crazy. Let's see here. Yeah, so they start this race. And this race, like I said, I think the qualifying race was harder and definitely more dangerous. But this one was definitely longer and had that one crazy hill. And then at the very end of the like lap, they had the jump. Yeah, that 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 ramp. The spoon bowl was cool. Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff Did in this track. Did you see that kid just completely eat shit off of it? That wasn't oh. like an intentional wreck. He came off that spoon, hit his front tire, smashed his face yeah. onto the track. Like you could see his body buckle. Well, and I'm still trying to figure out if they had like crew wreck at the the one point in the race. If that was on purpose. I uh, it was because you can hear uh Christina yell to get up before he falls. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then he gets up and he rides. Well, in that one jump, you could see that guy, and I think this is what you're talking about, where he gets like wheel caught at the very top of it and then he just falls off. And I was no, like, no, oh, no, shit. I was talking about the spoon bowl. There's literally like a bowl with a spoon, is one of the things. And the kid comes off the spoon and his front tire just digs in. Oh, oh, I know exactly. What, that was like brutal. Yeah, he like folds backwards. I've done that. It hurts. Like oh, not yeah. realizing there was like an end of a road there and all of a sudden you drop like two foot. Yeah. So they must have pulled in like a bunch of um, BMX guys. Com- yeah, I think most of them are like actual professionals at the time. Yeah, that, that's pretty badass because you could tell this. I mean, this is a lot of fun. And I do love how every time we see like crew doing a trick, you know, whether it was the dancing or when he was practicing his jump. Which he did a flip in the middle of the race, by the way, which I was like, I don't, how did that help you? Yeah, you said he was practicing for the race, and I was like, to do a flip? Yeah, I know. On races, you don't want to get off the ground as much as possible. No, you want to keep moving forward, not up. Yeah, so like him (laughs) practicing that flip is all the practice he did. Well, and then he flips, and it's not like it helped him, like, he just flipped. And And, you know, like the announcer's like, whoa! But it was pretty badass. It was. It was. It was cool. And like we kind of skipped over the dance because we got on that tangent. But like the most times that you see stunt doubles. Oh, yeah. Like uh, when the sheriff drives, like starts the actual motorcycle chase, he gets extremely skinny out of nowhere. And then it's clearly a man playing Christina. They do like the, the carry lights. Yes. Where it's like the light blinds you so you can barely see what's going on. Yeah, those and soft it, it's lights. clearly a man riding the bike for her, which is fine. Yeah, what they're doing isn't easy. No, they're doing like soft lighting and then like rubbing some Vaseline over the like film strip. They're like, maybe you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. It's only gain like 60 pounds. I just love how like... <laughs> <laughs> They're always the angles. They're like, all right, can't show their face. Okay, yeah. now they're facing us. Make sure your hair is over your face. Yeah, because they, they do it with crew the whole time, too. You can yeah. tell when he's, yeah. he's like, the bike is on a trailer, a lot of shots, when he's on it. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's totally somebody different. Yeah, so I'm guessing with Billy, you know, the uh, or Bill Allen, who played crew, you know, they had to get a kid who could be on a bike pretty good this had to be part of the tryouts where you could race and everything like that yeah because there's a lot of like far scenes where it is him yeah you can clearly tell 
And he looks, you know, he pulls it off when they actually show him in a lot of scenes. But yeah, as soon as it comes to real race. Now, I do love at the end when it came to the real race, they just had a shield, you know, a helmet with a shield on it. So it didn't even matter. And I was like, uh, good call. But that, that race was badass. And then he beats him, you know, just barely beats Bart and everything. And Bart Bart's did the whole like Bart. Stop. Yeah, he stopped. He did the whole I, I, like tortoise in the hair thing. Because you can tell when he was like told the twins to take crew out and like you need to win. And he slammed the bottle of booze down. You can tell that Ed, Bart wasn't really feeling it anymore. Yeah, almost like he, he wanted to fail. Yeah, and he took out the last twin. He wanted to have an actual race. Yep, and then he lost because Crew is the man. Yeah. Which, by the way, Crew's like IMDb. I don't know if he was doing like a country western. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. The achy breaky heart photo. Yeah. From his credits, he did 35 movies. His last one, he's, you know, still in stuff. Yeah. Well, he did 35 credits. I don't know what he was actually in. So he's still acting. Some of these people that do like their IMDb cuts off. I'm like, are they dead? Because it just stops after like 92, 87. And they're in tons of stuff up till that point, And then it just stops. Yeah, that's always interesting. Uh, But then you got to like read their bios and that's a lot of work. Yeah. You don't want to ever do that. No, no. I'm struggling enough with their names. (laughs) So he wins the race. They have the whole rad crew and everything and then bart's like good race man you're like hey do you think we got enough room for bart on the red no, team that brought me to a point of like how are they gonna pay him like how are they gonna be paying these people i guess whoa, they're whoa, keeping whoa. the money we don't think that far ahead oh yeah <laughs> i just looked at my notes we missed ass sliding He's like, this is what we do in the country. This is ass sliding. And they just go down that water slide. Oh. And during the race before it starts, he's like, I'd rather be ass sliding with you. <laughs> yeah, when they start to make out in the lake. Yeah, they just all of a sudden going from like, I don't know people, each other to like making out and hugging. I mean, he does know that she's leaving, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. 80s movies are a trip. They they bounce around. Just sub. It's It's like they have set points they want to get to and they have those nailed out they know exactly what they're going to do when they get there but the in between i thought this movie did a good enough job of gluing all the scenes together i i thought this flowed pretty quickly you know it's about 87 minutes i'm not arguing but like yeah they ended up in a shelter that they threw away cans of beans to make hot cocoa and she's bitching about it like are they on the run like can't they just go ass sliding and swimming and then back to town I guess, yeah. I don't know where they were on that one. They were just trying to do the whole like romantic like montage love thing. Yeah, it's definitely the slowest part of the the story. And I do question the whole like flip. Like, did they just put that in there because they needed to pad the runtime? I guess. I don't know. I get that he's trying to do a flip because it is pretty badass. I would like to do it. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, they spent a lot of time on it. When it, it, it was only used to look cool. And how about That's we pour cool. one out for the poor stunt man who had to like overturn and wreck right on his back. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The first 20 times he hit it, the guy didn't even turn. He just like went backwards and landed on his back. But yeah, that one time that had to hurt. 
Yeah, when he does the whole flip and he rotates too much and also smashes straight. I mean, obviously it wasn't straight on wood, but I was like, man, you wrecked all those times before and then you actually do the flip and you have to wreck again. And I then I knew stunt doubles like cost. Like, are they making anywhere near what these actors are making? They're just probably not body. like that one died on Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, are you getting paid enough to risk your life every day? Well, I think stuntmen have a union now. Uh, but I wonder, you know, back in the day here, like if they had a union. No, it probably was a bunch of like hold my beer situation. <laughs> they got paid. Fun. They got paid per day. Show up. We'll give you 70 bucks. You'll no, almost we'll, die. No insurance. Bye. We'll get you. We'll, we'll feed you and we'll get you drunk. Have fun. Oh, those are the non-union jobs now. <laughs> Feed you and get you drunk. Right. I can't imagine doing some of that stuff sober, man. I can't even imagine the amount of pain pills they had to go through. You know, like the veterans. Mm-hmm. Popping those things, just like Mentos. Ah, uh, So, yep. They uh, being brought on Bart onto the crew. And then we have two guys who just, I assume we're like the main racers in this doing a bunch of like tricks on their bikes. And it's pretty damn cool to watch. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a good end credit for the movie. All right, Chris, do you recommend rad? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot more in it than we talked about. And it, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this. You know, I I think I might have enjoyed this more than BMX Bandits, but I haven't seen BMX Bandits since like the mid 2000s, so I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's 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 a thing of its time. It's Australian too, so it's a little weird. <laughs> you got to, you know, consider that, but yeah, I don't know where you can find BMX Bandits because, you know, I haven't looked. I'm sure it's got to be like you know, on Tubi or something like that. Yeah, there's like a thousand streaming things now. Yeah, so I'm sure and you can find not, it. I'm sure nobody cares. It's probably on YouTube. It might be. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of movies that nobody cares about anymore on there. So, all right, let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back, good or bad. Chris, I'll go ahead of you, give you a little chance to think. Uh, I'm going to put in the rad suit at the end. I thought it was great. Kind of like puts a nice little cap on the whole movie when he wins the race. You know, he's got all the stars and everything and he looks pretty damn cool. Uh, I'm going to go with the bike dance. Solid. I thought it would, yeah, it was really good. And it, it plays Send Me an Angel the whole time. <laughs> no. It's so good. Well, and then we, I mean, that song and the like, like cool action song that they have during the races mm-hmm. and everything, they really got their money's worth. Yeah. Well, the first ballad they play when the movie's opening is awful, but yeah. this movie's full of ballads. It's just an 80s ballad movie. Yeah, it's almost like they needed like a couple more montages with all the ballads they had. Yeah, that was uh, good though. No, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a you know nice cheesy '80s film, small town kid makes big kind of story. 
they're you know the 80s and 90s are just chock full of them almost all sports movies are like the little star you know like uh, someone from a small town becomes a star yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with this movie it's got a pretty low rank on imdb i got i guess 6.8 oh 6.8 is good yeah people are very critical about everything but no i i think it's really good there's nothing wrong with it it's not particularly great but it's it's put it in watch it for an afternoon what like an hour and it's not even yeah it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something it was short hour and 30 i mean even the dickheads over rotten tomatoes gave it 42 percent oh yeah so i mean that's that's stellar that's oscar worthy over there yeah i mean if they would have had this thing rated at zero i would have will smith slapped him that's how we proved everyone when this was recorded yeah (laughs) instead of you know time stamping with newspapers and ball gags and guns (laughs) there you go there's no ransom note on this just got a will smith joke yeah it's topical what was that last night or something the night before well i blame myself honestly for that i loved will smith too much it got to his head he thought he could do anything he wanted (laughs) yeah he's He's an avid listener. <laughs> He's just like, Steve's got my back. I can do anything. They even fucking loved AI. <laughs> Not AI. What was that? What was the robot? iRobot. Yeah, iRobot. They like, loved iRobot. Oh my I God. talked about vans in there. He's the only guy who showed up and watched Hitch. Not <laughs> a sure bad movie. I don't remember it at all. Sorry, it's Willie. It's not bad. I, I have a soft spot for like romantic comedy some days. Oh, you old softy. Just sit around drinking beer with your friends, watching them. <laughs> They're really stupid and funny. I don't think I've ever done that. Other than no. like Sleepless in Seattle when we were in college and a bunch of girls walked in. It was like four guys and I were watching Sleepless in Seattle. They're like, what the fuck? Were you guys crying? It's a good film, man. <laughs> I mean, I watched The Notebook more than I care to admit. It's a great film. There for a while, I didn't have cable or anything, and I had like 12 VHS, and that was one of them, so. Damn, that's how old that movie is? That came out in VHS time? Yeah. Did it? Wow, okay. Fuck, we're old. Yeah, I know. (sighs) That wasn't that long ago. It it only came out in 2000. That is 22 years ago. Yeah, it's 22. (laughs) Like, did it? My God. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, that's enough. We're going to end it. We're old. We got to go to bed. Well, I do. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks for coming on. And don't worry. Chris will be back for one more that we both loved a lot. Yeah, I think this one will stay on track even worse. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. We'll we'll just tell you right now. Superman's a dick in the next one. Figure it out. Until next time, remember to be kind. And rewind.